Welcome to the Bob Siegel Show podcast on the Cross Global Media Radio Network. Visit cgmradio.com slash bob to subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. So I ordered a hamburger for lunch today. I asked for ketchup. They gave me mustard. I told them they made a mistake and they said, no, actually the mustard identifies as ketchup. Not really. Not really. But I had you going for a moment, didn't I? And who knows? Stranger things have been happening in this country. Say hello again to my producer, Brendan Thomas. Well, it'd be worse if it was mayo in there. And oh my, my gosh, <laughs> that I wouldn't tolerate. Yeah, oh, no. <laughs> that, would, that would end life as I've known it. <laughs> and the mayo is like identifying as ketchup. Do you, like, do you no, just like mayo no. also? I, I do. Oh, I, do. I can't yes. stand that. Yes. I mean, I like it as we make potato salad yes, out of mayo, exactly. but on a sandwich, oh my gosh, I can't stand and, it. And if I had a preference, I would choose mustard, a mustard potato salad over a mayo potato salad, personally. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Plus, I think mustard is healthier than mayo as it is, because mayo is a dairy product, and mustard well, is Well, mayo is a... made from egg whites, and mustard comes from a plant. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so this is kind of interesting for me today, because the last time I was on the air with you was almost six weeks ago when we were doing this show, and something special happened to me the last time. Yes, at the end of... Well, I'll let you tell it. Okay. So, the show... Right after I had signed off. Yes, after you signed off, I got a call immediately from my wife, and I was like, oh, that's, I wonder if she was listening into the show, and she's breathing heavy. <sighs> Brandon, hey, I'm a... I'm going into the uh, hospital right now. The what? Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm going into labor. So you need to come over here right now. And you're still in radio mode. You're going, honey. Hit the cough button. You're breathing too hard. Hit the cough button. Yeah, exactly. So I get off the phone. You come into the studio. Hey, how's it going, Brendan? That was a good show. And I was like, thank you. I think my wife's in labor. Oh, you better edit my show quick and let's get out of here. Let's go. Come on. I'm like, but I gotta call my boss. I don't think sure I told okay. you you had to edit my show. No, before no, calling no. Your wife did. I, I, no, I would, you did I not. Have been that cold. No, 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 no. <laughs> I edited your show very quickly. But you did. Isn't. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. You did on your own edit. Yeah, exactly. So I had the show, put it out the show, and you said, congratulations, we'll pray for you, and enjoy uh, this miracle of life that's going to be coming out soon. And I was so excited. So I called my boss. Hey, is it okay if I leave 15 minutes early? He goes, you better, because your wife's going to be angry. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, rush over there. We go over to Sharp Mary Birch. That's the hospital we went to. As soon as I get Boy, in- don't they have like six or seven different Sharp hospitals exactly. over there? That the, is so confusing. Which of the 80 sharp hospitals are you supposed to on, find? On top of that, they're in different neighborhoods with different names, not the neighborhood names, yeah. mind you. Like the sharp Santa- Children, Sharp Mary Birch, yeah. Sharp. There's Sharp Really Steely, which is all the way in Santee. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. why not just call it Sharp Santee, Sharp Kearney They Mesa. couldn't be more confusing if they tried. Oh, well. So anyway, so I parked the car. Everything's going great. I go inside the building and they're like, we need your ID and you need to fill out this paperwork. And so I start filling, I give them my ID to make sure that I'm related to my wife because only the direct relations can go into the first room before we go into their next room so they check everything's good i go sign some paperwork and her mother's over there her mother was the one who took her over to the hospital and so i ask her so what what happened and what exactly well we get home at three o'clock and we have dinner all ready for her already so we put it on the plate and she's just staring at it and slightly picking at it with her fork but she's not eating in the slightest she goes i need to go use the restroom again and she went to the restroom at least three times in that one hour span that we were at home and so she's using the restroom by around six o'clock-ish, that six o'clock hour, her mom starts to get worried. And so she goes into the guest bedroom and Shelly's on the floor, like in a child's pose for yoga, you know? And she is breathing hard. She goes, I don't know if I could take it anymore. It's really hurting right now. And she goes, okay, let's go take you to the hospital. Let's see how you're doing in that case. 
So that's when they start driving over to the hospital. And that's the story I got while I was in the reading room. I turn in the paperwork. They say, okay, you can go into the triage area. This is the area where the nurses go ahead and check to see if you're all set to go into the delivery floor. They have it as separate floors here. So triage is where they'll take a look at you. Then it goes delivery. The room following that is child care services. Boy, the Catholic concept of purgatory is uh, less involved than this. I know. <laughs> they, but they have it very well organized, I will say. And then the top floor is recovery. So we go into triage. I'm in there with her. I'm saying, how are you feeling? Is everything okay? She goes... Yeah, I'm fine, honestly. It's the pain's gone away ever since I laid down on the bed here because she was on like a hospital bed where it's leaning just the right angle for her and everything. So she wasn't complaining there. The nurse comes in. So I want to point out the triage is full of curtains, not doors, like individual doors. It's curtains. So you can hear all the other people going, oh, and then (laughs) everywhere. And I'm like, it's making me nervous a little bit. So the nurse says, okay, let's go ahead and check. Wow, you're four centimeters dilated. So that means we can keep you overnight here while you just go ahead and give delivery. And so she goes, and what's your score of pain right now on a scale of one to 10? That's where I hit the brakes. And I'm like, whoa, 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 scale of one to 10 now. Because I'm thinking in my head of the Brian Regan joke where he says, well, I can't say 10 because I read in an article once, if you snap your femur bone in half, that's the worst pain you could feel. And then I wanted to say nine for the pain, but then I thought of pregnancy and then I don't want a pregnant female woman with a broken femur. I think it works best to give them a high number, otherwise they don't let you in as quickly. And my wife goes, a six. (laughs) I was like, oh "Oh, no. (laughs) No, honey, try it again. That was an eight and a half, wasn't it? Right. And so she goes, okay, well, for now, what we're going to have you do is we're going to set up your delivery room. And for the next hour, I want you to go ahead and walk around the hospital building. Go outside. We have a nice, lovely garden outside you can walk to and take a look at. And then come back in an hour. We'll have your delivery room all set. So we're packing up our stuff. Wow. It's like, and while you're at it, can you run out and get us a sandwich? (laughs) Right. (laughs) So the nurse, you can hear her go into the room next to to her and she goes so on a scale of one to ten how much is your pain a ten it's a ten <laughs> and she goes okay let me check Ooh, you're only one centimeter you're gonna have to go home first and then come back tomorrow possibly oh, i was like God. oh that poor you know woman. when i got home and told dana that your wife went into labor the first thing dana said was i hope it wasn't false labor i hope they didn't have to go all the way to down to the hospital and then get sent home right again. right so i'm glad that ultimately that did not turn no, out to be yeah, the case for exactly. you. exactly so we uh head outside the worst part about this area now is that everything's under construction. You can't walk that far. You go like two steps and then you hit a brick wall that says dead end. Yeah, turn around. So we couldn't even see the garden that much. And we were too scared to walk in the streets because, man, those people drive crazy around that Mary Birch area. They need to have a better flow yeah, of traffic. Yeah, they sometimes. don't have good traffic signals in that area. No, no, not at all. So we get back inside. They have our delivery room all set. They set her up and they're like, okay, so we're just going to set up with some vitals and everything. It's going to take a couple hours and we'll go ahead and start this delivery process and in that process i fell asleep and uh i woke up i hear a and i'm like what is that noise turned out my uh, wife's water broke and i was like oh i missed that oh man so now comes everything so she decides to sign up for the drug that they usually give her to put in her back epidural epidural yes they get she wants the epidural so she gets it and so they start doing the delivery process they ask do you want a mirror and she goes sure for the first time and then while she's pushing she looks up very quick take that mirror away now take it away now (laughs) (laughs) okay no problem so we put the mirror away and so the entire time she's pushing very very well and i decided to take a quick glance to see how far 
far along the process is. And I go, whoa. And then the nurse, she had her back turned and she goes, is the head out yet? And I go, no, no, no. I just see a part of it. That's it. And so she goes, oh, but don't scare me like that. And then at the same time, the midwife comes in and my wife goes, Brendan, stop staring down there. Just look at me. Just look at me right now. And the midwife goes, okay, you can't talk to your husband right now. You just need to focus on pushing and breathing. That's it. So the whole pushing process took about two hours because we started at 2.30 and we ended at 4.30 a.m. in the morning. But he finally came out. I was always told that the baby's head would be cone shaped. His head looked like the xenomorph from Alien instead. (laughs) I was like, whoa, that's kind of freaking. What was also scary to me at first, too, he started, you can tell he was trying to cry. His mouth was moving, but nothing was being said. I was like, oh, "Uh -oh." that would be scary. I was really frightened. All of a sudden, they stick, like I had it as a kid. It's like a little nostril thing to suck up any mucus that went down his throat, sucked it up, you can tell, and then goes, ah! And I'm like, oh, thank goodness. That was a welcome sound. The scary sign, how she went into labor, was he was doing cartwheels i guess inside her tummy and it tied up the umbilical cord so they got him just in time it sounded like wow there was a lot of adventure associated with this. i'm telling you yeah and then they gave me the umbilical cord every class i've been to they're like you're gonna need to clip it like crazy like it's not gonna cut one snip and it cuts off for me so i don't know if i'm just that strong or those other people didn't i've never heard of the husband cutting the umbilical cord oh yeah is this something new that's going on recently i'm I'm gonna guess so I, i was there when my wife had our child elizabeth i was in uh-huh. the room with her but they didn't have me cut my uh my dad cord. was too scared to cut the umbilical cord they said do you want to cut it? he goes oh, well, i was, I I was don't know. never <laughs> even offered it it never even came up with yeah me. so yeah i got to cut the umbilical cord and they give the baby straight to my wife for the skin to skin contact and then we're both like looking at the baby and everything and then all you hear is a sound like an air pop and she goes and there's your placenta we're all set and we're oh. like what excuse me and they're making us look at it i don't want to look at that thing nothing's yeah ugh, that's gross. not the most appealing part I'm of the telling procedure you. and then i'm hearing all the people who uh, eat it sometimes I'm like you're I don't kidding me. yes they oh. say there's extra protein in there but there's no scientific backing behind it i don't want I it i could go throw my whole away. life without ever trying that yeah i'm gonna throw it away thank you so we have it all set up check the weight the height he was born 21 inches tall and he was also born eight pounds two ounces. Wow, that's a pretty big baby. Pretty big baby for sure, yes. We take him up to the recovery room and unfortunately his blood sugar is extremely low and his temperature is extremely low too. So he gets down to the child care center and then the child care center says, yeah, this might be too extreme for us. We're going to have to send him to the NICU instead. So he gets sent down to the NICU. The good news is they kept giving him glucose on rapid for two or three straight days. His blood sugar went up, his temperature went up, he was perfectly fine and they say, and this is their literal quote, this would just be a funny story to tell at Thanksgiving dinners. That's all. I'm like, that's not <laughs> funny at all. That's my, that's my kid. Are you kidding me? But overall, the experience was so, it's a once in a lifetime thing to see the miracle of childbirth like so that. It's been just and, about two months by now, hasn't it? Yeah, tomorrow will actually be six weeks, so a month and a half. Is he smiling yet? He's smiling like crazy. Isn't that exciting when they first start oh, smiling? Oh my gosh. And he doesn't have teeth, so it's even cuter with the smile like that. Oh, so I wanted to ask you, a lot of parents testify to this, and this was certainly true of me. I found feeling and emotions and instincts tapped in me when my children were born that I never knew were there. Yes. Would you relate to that? I could definitely relate to it, but in terms of actually having third parties tell me, like my mom and my mother-in-law continuously every single day, like, you're such a great dad. You knew how to change his diaper. You knew how to handle him crying right there. You knew exactly what he needed. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, I wasn't talking about suddenly getting a new skill set, just the emotions of being a father and the love I had for that child. That's what I found tapped that I didn't know was inside of me. Oh, I I agree then. From the moment my daughter was born, when I 
first heard her cry in Helder. I was just there immediately. I couldn't. I I felt emotions I never felt for in my life. Exactly. I felt like I needed to protect my son all of a sudden and make sure everything. Absolutely. You want to make this world a better place. Exactly. And it's amazing how it can change your politics too. You start going (laughs) stuff that didn't sound so bad. They're going to be teaching my kid this in school. (laughs) Now I understand why I'm like I want the parent to be inside the teacher's room sometimes now (laughs) to understand what they're going through. Yeah. I guess the last thing I will mention too is my grandfather's upset with the name. He's the name is Russell. Right? Russell, yeah. He What's is, wrong with that name? I think it's a good name. He's from Ireland. He's a very strict Ireland Catholic person. The tradition in Ireland is you name your son after your grandfather, actually. So I was supposed to name him Patrick or Brendan. Well, you know what? And, Tough. Exactly. <laughs> he's just gonna have to suck it up. And uh, I know. He keeps it. calling me. I want to say close to every single day. He's with my mom, and I. Is call. he still thinking he's gonna change your mind? You're gonna go at in some there point. I think. I guess. But he's. I'm not going to. I already <laughs> give it up. <laughs> I got Dave Stahl already giving me a gifts. He gave me a shirt that said Russell Sprout, and there's Jack Russell. I on remember there. Dave making a joke about Russell Sprouts on that day. Yeah, and I didn't realize what he was talking about till you told me afterwards he- that that's what. You- Chose to name yeah, he also gave me a shirt for my wife. So if my wife's listening, you're going to get a shirt as well. He said it's a different color, but that doesn't matter to me because it's just adorable. I love that nickname. I'm only going to call him till five because if I call him that 10 years old in front of all of his friends, hey, bye, Russell Sprout. <laughs> He's going to be so embarrassed. It He's is a cute his. baby name, though. He's it, a little Sprout and his name's Russell. Yeah. It's a cute name. So Russell, if you're listening or you get older to listening, I just want to let you know that I love you with all my heart and soul and I will do anything I can to make you the happiest son in the whole world and i am so proud to be your dad so well i hope you'll save this recording because it would be awesome for your child as a young adult to hear who you were and how you felt when you were a young man right after he was born can you just imagine what it would be like for somebody to hear that i i'm definitely going to be downloading this podcast later on for sure to show him all the crazy stories that we had to go through with him at the hospital but it was so worth it and he's going to be the most perfect son i can ever ask well i'm sure you're going to be a great dad you already are so a heartfelt congratulations. Thank you so much. The Bob Siegel Show podcast is a production of Bob Siegel and Cross Global Media. Visit us online and subscribe to the show at cgmradio.com slash bob.